Hi, welcome to Science Club Podia. This is where I talk about science in everyday life. I dedicate this podcast to kids and their whole family to enjoy. And anyone who wants to listen from a kid's perspective, enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Or I mean, good morning or good afternoon, wherever you are. If it's depending on what time you're listening to, listening to this, but right here. Where I am recording this right now, it's the evening. Recently, there's been a lot of like chaos in terms about energy use, like nuclear. But I want to clear all this out. And I've my dad has a friend named Ompetit, and he's been working in like a nuclear sector for more than twenty years, and he's now a researcher in nuclear safety in the Agency of Indonesia called Bapeten. He now works as a nuclear safety inspector, checking about the safety in nuclear installations in Sepang, Bandung, and like Yogyakarta. And last year. I mean, yeah, he completed his PhD in material science at the University of Manchester in the UK. So let's welcome Ampetit. Hi, Ampetit. I'm quite excited for this because um, um, you know that new nuclear is just so diverse, and I just want to be part of a diversity. <laughs> Hi, Renard. Good to see you. I'm so happy. You know, thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy with this program. I'm really, really impressed that you start this podcast. I hope that you know other children can listen to it and they can learn something from it. You know, so a good job. <laughs> yeah, very good. How are you? It's been a pandemic year. Um, I know that COVID has just been like it's, it's we've been li- living one year with COVID being all over the news, but I know that we we can get through it if there's enough innovations in science. Yeah. Yeah. So we're starting on because the topic today will like because we're talking about nuclear technology. Like, what was the first time you got interested in nuclear technology? Did you start to get interested in nuclear technology when you were little, or did you have a pathway that led up to your nuclear technology as you, as you do today? Yeah, uh, nuclear technology. I've been um, like. A t- Attracted to it was in a high school, I think. I'm generally attracted to science from the beginning. Like you know, when I was small, like you, I play around with magnifying glasses. You know, try see how image become bigger with the magnifying glasses. Then soon I realized you can use the, its power to burn things. You know, burning <laughs> papers. And sometimes I'm playing for my mom, like you know, why well, you're burning things? I'm just I'm I'm doing science here, like. So it's a. Uh, So I got an excuse basically. Science uh, is a yeah. is a way you things around you. Yeah, and uh, nuclear power is actually another source of energy that you can make huge amount of power. Is is compared to other source of energy, it's just you is huge. Uh, you look into the sun. It's a kind of nuclear uh, reaction. So you can see, yeah. I think that on did you know that when you say that nuclear power has. A lot of energy. Um, there's actually like one kilogram, I, I I believe, of uranium. If that were used in a nuclear reactor, would give the same energy as like one million tons of coal being burned. Yeah. Is that amazing? Yeah, it's true. No, but the thing is, 
Yeah, this, I mean, this is why. The thing is, when it's cool and then you burn it, you expect it to be high energy because like cool and all the other stuff like that produce like 84% of our like energy needs. But nuclear power, one kilogram instead of one million tons is able to produce the exact same energy with just one kilogram of uranium in one nuclear reactor and there's many nuclear reactors out there yeah there's many uranium out there that we could use yeah yeah i mean uh, uh you basically when you talk about nuclear energy yeah. uh we're mostly talking about uranium but you can also use thorium now which is you got yeah. more in the in the environment so there are currently most uh, reactors now the reactors use uranium but in the future people might use thorium and that is uh, even better because then That's with the thorium you have uh, more materials more fuel basically and less waste so that is another thing another way is actually you're talking about nuclear fusion which is the use what happened in the in the sun that you can uh, uh, get power from water basically just any water around you you can put it in a nuclear fusion reactor you know in theory you you have uh, the the sun in your hand yeah. and uh, you have limitless power source yeah and not the thorium thing i heard that um thorium is more abundant than the uranium it produces less waste and i think it produces more energy is that correct yeah the energy are the same basically but uh, Produce, um, uh, you have more uh, resources, so there are more thorium in the environment that you can mine, yes, and uh, so about three times as much. And then with thorium, the, the, the some kind of nuclear reactor, you basically use any natural uh, thorium and natural uranium in the environment. You don't have to find the the precise one, and you can have more more power, and you have less waste, so that is even better. But the research is still going there. The current nuclear technology, they still use, use uh, and a plutonium. So, uh, so but then even then, with this uh, the technology, we have a very clean energy source compared to you know other source like coal. Yeah, and you know that nuclear energy and you spoke about nu- nuclear fusion the reason why i got interested about nuclear energy was because of fusion no, the, the thing is fusion is just fusion is just so like amazing because basically fission is, if you don't know what fusion is it's like taking a large atom like uranium 235 and hitting a neutron it releases two more neutrons and one of them will be absorbed by a neutron absorbing atom and then the other will hit another neutron which will be absorbed and then one giving off and then absorbed and one giving off generate heat which will spin a turbine but that's not as i'd say energy rich than a fusion reactor so there's like i think there's two types of it one of it is like a magnetic thing where there's like something called tokamak it's like a donut shape so if you got a donut you can sort of imagine what a tokamak looks like so a tokamak what, what it uses is that it finds hydrogen and then it will fuse it together at extreme temperatures and on the tip do you know the other one 
Um, I'm not sure. I think the other one is using uh, uh, elect, um, another one is magnetic. One is using laser. I'm not sure about nuclear fusion. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, um, nuclear fusion is not my specialty. Um, because there's one that uses magnetic, and then the magnetic will make a plasma, and then it's like a ring of plasma. Like imagine a ring. I can't do it with my hands. A ring of plasma that will heat up the hydrogen, so that's gonna fuse and fuse and fuse. And then if it's gonna fuse, then it's gonna produce electricity. So uh, Renal, you are so, so impressive. Most people do not understand what nuclear fusion is, and you can explain flawlessly. Well, very good, thank you. Um, but, but I still need to learn a lot more because like there's no limits in learning. So on what's nuclear technology and how and why is it important to study nuclear technology? Like, why should we care about nuclear technology? Yeah, um, nuclear technology is basically uh, using, uh, or you call it nuclear fusion reaction or nuclear fusion reaction. So that's how you get energy from. But uh, nuclear technology also use radiation. For example, if you go to the hospital, you got X-ray coming from the machine and look into the inside of your body uh, you can use that x-ray uh, to look into material to see the cracks i think your father knows more about this how to see the cracks inside the material so yeah. use my dad so uh, yeah you can talk yeah yeah so the you can also use uh, radiation to cure people from disease for example cancer so whenever you got cancer either you can use medicine like chemical medicine we call it chemotherapy you can also use nuclear medicine just to to, to kill the cancer so basically there are many kind of application some people use it for uh, growing a uh, good rice so you can use uh, so some uh, radiation to to change the dna of the rice which is you know still safe and you can get a better rice or you can also use radiation to kill the uh, the germs inside the so it's by food luck last longer so it's luck that yeah. the rice will do it because like you know mutations when people use radiation can i explain to the audience because like you know when there's an atom okay there are three types of radiation called alpha beta and gamma which are the first three letters in the greek alphabet and you know the alpha radiation alpha radiation is comparable to like a helium nucleus removed with its removed electrons when a beta has two two kinds it will emit an electron or it will emit um an anti-electron or a scientist like to call it a positron and a positron and an electron have a different charge. Electron is a minus charge and the positron is a plus charge. And the gamma radiation is like, it's really, really strong, like electromagnetic radiation that will just, that has so much energy that it's gonna break through, that it can knock out electrons from atoms. And that, that's why it's dangerous for DNA. So it might cause mutation from that. What do you think, Ompiti? Very good. I mean, you explained it very well about the many kinds of radiation. You have alpha, which is, you know, mostly a helium nucleus, mm -hmm. but it doesn't travel so fast. It doesn't penetrate paper, it penetrate your hand even. And you have a beta radiation, basically electron, and you have gamma radiation. So, yeah, so, but you have to know that this depends 
from the energy. Talking about radiations everywhere. You know, when you go out, you got radiation from the sun. You got uh, gamma radiation from the sun. If yeah, you go in a, in the environment, you got radiation from the soil. So radiation are everywhere. Even in the food, you know, you eat banana. There are some radionuclide material, radioactive source there. Very little, but I mean, it's everywhere. Basically, people can cannot be clean from radiation. It's everywhere. Just it's our duty to make it as little as possible to make it safe. Whenever you use it, it's, it's good to use, and we get the most of it. How we learn from it. I think I have a book about like nuclear plants. So, um, can you explain how most nuclear plants work? Um, I, th I think I need to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this how nuclear plants. So basically, nuclear plant is just like uh, any steam power plant. You just use the heat to heat up, and then the steam will generate. You know will remove the turbine and turbine will generate electricity in a coal power plant you use coal in gas power plant you use gas in nuclear, you use nuclear material so as simple as that but again because you talk about how dense is the nuclear power is one one to one million basically one ton of nuclear power material is, is as much as the power of one or three million ton of coal so so much energy coming from it so basically you get a very cheap source to so the price of a nuclear fuel is very cheap actually what makes nuclear power plant expensive is the safety system we can we can talk about it how the safety is so important power okay and remember you said that the alpha radiation can't pass through skin or paper um i, I think i got a, a book it's like the science encyclopedia um it's oh, yeah. by dk and i and yeah. And if you see it on the shelves, I think it would be okay to buy it because it has tons of things about science. About um, oh, okay, I'll I'll just find the right page. So, so it has like this thing. Okay, that's like this, right? It's good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, correct. I mean, yeah, I recommend everyone to read this book. This is very good encyclopedia. So, so it, it's very complete. You see, uh, you see this thing inside there, those, um, those orange things, those are the fuel rods and those contain the uranium and they're not just rods, it's like, they're actually not rods, can I, can I tell what they actually are? They're actually like these pellets, like these tubes, and then they fit inside a rod, and then there's these control rods, and then, and they're, like I mentioned, um, uranium, Neutron hits, one gets absorbed and the other will trigger another, one gets absorbed to make a chain reaction. And then it's used to boil, it's used as steam to boil the water. And then the steam will then use to spin this and then that will make an electricity generator and that will release the steam back. Yeah. Basically, that is uh, the last one you say is actually the cooling tower. Cooling tower is the one that cool down the, the water coming into the reactor. The, we need, uh, if you have tower, it's fine. You can use river or the sea. So, so you need basically uh, something to cool down the water so you can generate more power from the, from the reactor. But yeah, that is a big book and you explained very well. I think you can get 100% from this, you know, it's really good. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, you know, you know that you're like an ex an inspector for nuclear safety. 
How do you yeah. make nuclear technology more safer for the environment and everyone? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question. That is what everyone's in mind now. So basically, we have a very, very uh, powerful energy source and it's very dense. You know, we talk about how, how one kilogram of uranium is as strong as uh, one uh, three million uh, kilogram of uh, coal. So there's so much energy in it. And that's why, I mean, the biggest, I mean, the very unfortunate actually the use of nuclear is for bomb in the beginning. So, but then people realize that, you know, you don't have to kill people. I mean, you don't have to use nuclear as a bomb, but you can go power and you can use it safely. So, in fact, it's one of the safest energy source uh, if you compare with other energy. Um, you know, coal, coal can mm, very, a very dirty air coming from it. And it, it, it yeah, it's really, really bad. And uh, you have a dam, you have a hydroelectric power. That, that them could cut. So compared to other energy source, it's actually nuclear power is very, very safe. But then it's an effort. You have to keep it safe. Basically, there are many ways to keep it safe. First, have a good design. I mean, the design is mostly the nuclear power. You have a lot of safety system. So we make sure if one safety system fail, you got another safety system. You the another system fail, you got another backup safety system. So it's got multiple layer of safety system. So this, from the design point of view, it has to be very safe. And uh, well, compared to other energy source, no one is with uh, the design of nuclear power because it's so safe. The latest design, actually, people can just walk away. If anything happens, people just close their eyes and it will, you know, it will be safe by itself. So it's really good now that the design is getting better. The second way is they have to have a good quality. The, in terms of the, the material, the components, you have to do it pro properly. You, uh, we call it standards, standard tech, you know, keep it a very high quality. You have to check it when you build it, when you put it down, put it in the reactor, it has to be in a very uh, a quality process. And then we have uh, research. I mean, people do research all the time. The reason is we do research because we want to learn more, we want to improve more. So research is uh, one way to improve it, to improve nuclear safety. And then finally, it's uh, safety culture, because uh, safety comes from mind, because you have to think about it. Just like you drive yeah. car in the, on the road, you have to have seatbelt. So that's how you have a safety culture when you drive car. The same with the power plant, uh, with the safety culture, people will be you know mindful. They look everything carefully before they do. They look at the procedure, they look at the steps. They need they need to do so they don't forget anything and they have other people checking on so those kind of things are important first is the design so the secondly is the uh, quality and thirdly is the research and finally culture that's basically how we make it safe and you know that about the safety i know that there are many people who don't really support nuclear technology because there are like three main disasters one on the nuclear power plant on female island the other one like Chernobyl, which is like the one that just fears many people and the third one on yeah. 2011 is the fukushima daiichi in japan and and those three like what what make people like move away from nuclear technology and like that because the thing is when you hear the word nuclear accident you think of explosions nuclear radiation nuclear fallout and all these really really horrible stuff but yeah. the thing is 
as long as you have like safety and stuff like that, you you can actually contain this. And you know that um, why people was actually when there's nuclear technology, there's like this film. It's like about it was like about it was demonstrating about what a nuclear accident was like, and then short. Shortly after that, a three mile island accident came, and then people were like sort of getting scared. And then Chernobyl came, and then people were even more scared. And then Fukushima came, and then they got really, really scared. And that what made like people who like um, nuclear, they're like, oh, it's good, it's good, it's good. And people who don't really like nuclear, there are like quite a few who don't like it. And at the beginning, after the three mile island, there's more people right in the middle after Chernobyl right here and after Fukushima right here and and then now there's like many 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 people who are against um nuclear technology so what do you think is, is it okay for them to stay away from nuclear technology do they have to always rely on nuclear technology what kinds of combinations of nuclear energy do we think we have I know it might be quite a lot of questions. Yeah, it's a very good question, honestly. I mean, your question is what the question of most people here, even politicians, they ask this question. And very good question and very valid questions. What I would say is that we look into the statistics, like we look into the history of this accident is very, very rare. I mean, like compared with the airplane crash, you know, once we're airplane crash, it kills so many people and people talk about it. I mean, uh, just a few months ago, we got airplane crash in Indonesia, right? Because Sriwijaya fell into the sea and many people died and, and very sad. And But, you know, airplane is very rare, one of the safest uh, transportation mode compared yeah. to car accident. I mean, you don't hear it in the news, but car accident happen almost every hour or even more. A motorcycle accident or train accident, ship accident, even worse. So clearly people read what they, they see in the news, but mostly the news maybe don't tell all the, the story. So we need to think about it because nuclear power is very clean energy. I mean, compared to people are in, you know, unfortunately in this country, we use coal power because it's cheaper. But you know, the problem with the coal power is very dirty. Yeah. It makes me, you know, it makes our lung very, very ill and many people die. People do not see that. In China, for example, there has been a research about a quarter million people die every year because of coal power. I mean, people are afraid of uh, nuclear power. They should be more afraid of coal power, you know? So we people don't see it, uh, 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 you know, uh, in the proper way. understand this. This is like, well, your question is very good. Uh, how come if we still use it? And in fact, it is the safest, it is very clean, and it's very reliable. I mean, if you read, the news like uh, there is a, a, a power grid uh, collapse in texas and america yeah and where the electricity went down for several days the, the only one of the very few uh, power source that's still providing energy is a nuclear power the, the wind didn't turn so the wind power do not produce electricity the gas do not you know power because the gas pipe is frozen so basically the gas cannot go through the 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 detect the sensors not working uh the sun depending on the cloud is cloudy then there is no power basically nuclear power in texas was pro providing uh, a lot of uh, energy for people who need it and we need electricity so much 
So without it, we cannot live. Even water, you know, you got water running in our house. It's actually you need pump to to push the water, you know. And without electricity, you cannot have pump and you run water in the house. And uh, a lot of things, if you have uh, no electricity, you cannot cook your food, you know. So it's really a lot of things that we depend on. And uh, electricity is one of the things that we need. And nuclear energy is very safe, very clean, and very reliable. Yeah, so nuclear energy should be like, even in like a disaster where the gas is gone, the wind is gone, the sun is blocked, nuclear technology can still provide the energy even in like a situation like that in Texas, just like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And you know that there's been like, you said that why people are scared of nuclear. Um, There's actually like this really, really huge argument going on, like depending on if we should stay on oil and coal and stuff like that or nuclear and then the people who like say that they that oil and coal um say that if we use nuclear power then where where will we store the waste in it because the waste is radioactive and then like us we dig underground and then we just put the waste in there but people who support nuclear say that say that if we continue on to do coal, we're just pumping gases and then we continue on with all these horrible deaths going on. And the thing is, like, I know that if you're supporting nuclear, like, it would be like a lot better to start storing nuclear fuel until it gets like decayed rather than straight pumping out gases that would hurt our lungs and other people. But um, we have to make sure that the nuclear storage is, make sure that it's completely tight, make sure that it's, there's a huge space where we can store more waste in it. So what yeah. do you think? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you are so correct. I mean, uh, nuclear waste, people are concerned about it. But you have to know nuclear waste is very little to the energy that we produce. I mean, uh, you're right that people don't care about coal. Coal is like a million times more than nuclear. And they don't keep the the the, the product, the, the byproduct. They just release it to the environment. And you know, those uh, coal uh, pollutants, they have uh, heavy metals. And it can damage brain. Yes. It can cause cancer. It can, you know, affect your health, you know, your breathing. So it's it's really dirty uh, energy. But people do not mind about it. But they are afraid of carbon for nuclear. It's very very unfortunate that, that people are afraid of nuclear power, but they don't look into how how safe, how clean it is. And nuclear waste is very little, and we can save it properly. One more thing: the nuclear technology now can reprocess this waste to become energy again. Yeah. So we call it fast reactor. With the fast reactor, with the high energy uh, reactor, they can break all those uh, heavy metals into smaller metals, and they can produce more electricity. So basically, now the the, the research show that those waste are not actually really waste. I mean, most of them can turn into energy. Of course, it costs money, but if you look into the environment. If you want to make it clean. The research show that we can make it even cleaner. And you know that nuclear technology 
um, has actually saved two million lives. Like two million lives. If we replace all nuclear technology with like coal and coal and all the stuff like that, we wouldn't have saved two million lives. Nuclear technology has saved two million lives. And about the nuclear waste disposal, what do you think? What should be done? to make them sure that the nuclear waste disposal should be as safe as it could so that nothing would be hurt by it. Very good. So we have uh, for the final waste, which is like very highly radioactive, we have to put it in a, in a safe underground, basically in a geological disposal, we call it. And we have to make sure that it's safe from uh, earthquake, from flood and everything like that. And we design the packaging of this waste to be safe from this kind of uh, disaster and uh, we have to keep it for a long time but again uh, we, there are many sp- uh, places in this world that can save uh, you can put it in a very very safe place my father can explain more about this we can find a place uh, ge- geologically stable uh, uh, ground that we can save it there and we can keep it there for long time without hurting people but then uh, also we, we tell you that there's a possibility to reprocess this waste and uh, to produce more electricity and we we actually reduce the waste basically we recycle this waste yeah but yeah it's a good question uh, waste is uh, something that we have to deal with uh, the government shouldn't be worried about it actually because the price of the waste is, has been calculated in the beginning so the reason why nuclear power is slightly more expensive than coal i would say is because even though the fuel is cheap the system is expensive and also we have to deal with the waste so that's why we have to make sure that we have enough money when we, we finish using the nuclear fuel we have enough money to put it under the ground to keep it alive yeah so what do you need to do before building like lots of nuclear power plants because i know that you said that you need lots of money what if a country has lots of money and then we want to make something more electricity more safe what if there's a new reactor generation but has more efficiency greater efficiency greater security and greater stuff like that what do you have to do before you build a nuclear reactor good question right this is a very very valid and a lot of researchers asking this question so basically uh people before they build nuclear power they have to to find a site uh, they have to find a site which is uh, you know f- basically free from a natural hazard like earthquake tsunami uh you know like those kind of dangerous environment so from there we can we can find a, a, a nuclear power plant that we design it to be safe from this uh, uh, external uh, hazard, we we'll call it. And uh, we mostly people, uh, when they find a site, they have to look back 10,000 years of earthquake. So whenever we build nuclear, we have to make sure there is no earthquake, you know, significant earthquake, with significant magnitude for the last 10,000 years, just to make sure that it's safe for the next 10,000 years. So, so we, we, we care about this. And then secondly, we have to use a technology which is, you know, available, which is, uh, it's been, we call it proven technology. So we, we can build uh, nuclear power cheaply, you know, uh, with less money and we can get the most benefit. But again, you know, you need to do research, research because safety is not something that you, you achieve, you need to improve more and more. So we need to do research all the time to make it better and safer all every day. So about that, how do you 
no that there's been a major earthquake 10,000 years before like I mean like we haven't started using like these big to scale since 10,000 years ago like how do you know that there's no major earthquake activity from 10,000 years because like we haven't used a big to scale or any other thing from like 10,000 years before yeah very good question uh, actually i have to ask your father because your father is expert in the uh, in the geology but uh, i would say from safety perspective they look into the the record of the uh, earthquake they look at the the shape of the earthquake they do investigation they look into the fault so some kind of crack how far is the crack uh, and how how old is the soil around the crack so they can tell how big is the earthquake that happened you know few thousand years ago so I think they have they keep check, checking on it. Uh, in fact, something in Japan uh, is uh, we know that uh, Japan is they have a lot of earthquake, right? But they, they still build nuclear power. The reason is because they sure first that uh, the earthquake is still within the design. So you know, for example, if it happens like three or four or five or six uh, Richter scale, the power plant still operating safely. In the case of Fukushima, for example, when the earthquake happened, you know, it's like one of the biggest earthquake in many, many years. Actually, the power plants uh, operated safely and they can shut, shut it down safely. Uh, the, there are some power plants that were affected by it, but only one power plant got tsunami overcome by tsunami that we have Fukushima accident. But basically, uh, we can uh, actually see which sites are safe. Uh, until now, uh, uh, we, we can say that there is no power plants damage you know become unsafe because of earthquake uh, uh, only fukushima but fukushima because of tsunami protection was not adequate but the in terms of earth working very well and yeah so we can find out places where the there are less earthquake just looking into the ground we do geological investigation they call it look to the record of this uh, fault, we call it crack on the ground, and estimate what kind of uh, uh, earthquake that may happen in the future. And you know that you speak about Fukushima, you know that people should not be scared of Fukushima. Why? Because like the main deaths by the Fukushima, you know that they weren't actually from the like, they weren't from the explosion, from the fallout. No, they're actually from like the indirect deaths because like, people were like evacuate evacuate and then there was too much chaos and some people lost their lives because of that and that happened mainly in the older population so don't be scared of fukushima and the radiation fallout it's just just be calm about it and just trust nuclear technology and one day we won't have to rely on fusion technology with the water we, we might use fusion technology and some there's two kinds that <laughs> that I've just explained. And can I, can I explain just one more? There's like the laser thing where they have like these lasers and then they have like a pellet of tritium, I think, and deuterium. So they shoot many lasers, heating it up and making it more denser than lead. Like, I think it's more denser than lead at like millions of degrees Celsius. And you know that tokamak thing know that the plasma ring that comes around the donut shaped thing is like millions of degrees celsius and inside the super magnet it's, it's called the super magnet it's cooled down to near absolute zero to make maximum efficiency 
Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, you you explain very very good. Well, uh, right now. So nuclear fusion, you have to raise the temperature to the temperature of the sun. So basically, you have the sun on the earth, but very little sun. You know, you got only few atoms basically at the temperature uh, at the at the cladding at the uh, surrounding is actually a few thousand degrees Celsius. So in terms of physics, we can solve it. We can actually have nuclear fusion on the Earth. The problem is the material. So, so the currently there is no material uh, good enough to to sustain the high temperature to you know to be able to work at that temperature for a long time. For for a commercial application, you know, like for daily operation, you need to have it for several years. So there's still a thing on. That's why we need to do more research and. Once we do the research, you just look into the look into the possibility that you have no waste, uh, you know, from the fuel, yes. and you have the fuel from the water. I mean, the water around you. You look at the, the the sea. That is basically so much energy that you can use for thousand and thousand years, even more. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So but then we we need more research. Yeah, you can go on. So basically, I'd say that with all of this nuclear fusion. We have a sun on Earth, or a sun in a donut-shaped chamber. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So we actually, so the scientists make a joke about it. So we can put, we can, we know how to make the sun on the Earth, but we don't know how to put the box around the sun. So basically, we don't know how to put the materials around the sun that we created. That is. Now, Karen, is material problem. So that's why I do material science. I mean, maybe you're interested in it. You know, you learn how to make a strong materials. Maybe you can do the materials that can work in the power plant. That is the biggest challenge that we have now. And you know that, like, I've saved this question because the question is like most exciting. Like, when, like, what was your dream? What do you recommend? What do you recommend? What do you recommend for kids who are listening to this podcast and are willing to learn about nuclear technology? And do you have a dream? Like, what kind of dream is it? And why is it important specifically to have a dream? Is that because that it makes more motivation or something like that? Yeah, question right now. I mean, uh, it's important to have dream. I mean, when I was small, I mean, about your age, I, I dream about being astronaut. You know, like I want to do space travel. I want to go into the film. You can go to the other planet. You can go to the other galaxy using a, a time wrap or you know whatever black hole or whatever. At that time, I was so interested into it. But then, as you learn more. You realize that you know you, you change your your dream and I, I want it to be scientist and which is what I'm now. So uh, be, you you have dream. You are so motivated into it. I mean, like what you're doing now is very very good because you motivate people to le- to have their dream to learn about it. So to have dreams that you know that you will motivate you more. You'll spend less time. You know you you'll be wasting less time. You'll be you still have you know you can see film. You can play football is good for you to have physical exercise but to have dream in the future that will make you even more focused and children nowadays if they have dream earlier that they will help grow faster and they will learn better so yeah dream is very important to 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 get from the early age and whatever their dream is they will change for example it doesn't matter yeah. 
because dreams they are they will be good for you even i bet so oh, um do you have any questions left for me oh yeah so yeah so i, I was this, this is very good i'm so impressed with this you know uh, what do you think arena of a uh, nuclear power now are you still scared of nuclear power do you think I, i'm not scared against nuclear power the reason why is because if nuclear power is used correctly and efficiently nuclear power can bring masses of energy to everyone <laughs> okay so what is your dream rena do you have any dream you you know you can think of now and remember i said that i want to be a molecular biologist Oh, okay. So that we keep on changing. When I want to be a molecular biologist, there's like my dad said that I can have different kinds of dreams. So I so right now I want to be like a nuclear scientist or a molecular biologist and because I'm a kid I can just change my dream whenever I want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. True, it's true. I change a lot of times. I mean Uh, I used to be fire. I mean, in the time I want to be fireman, you know, I want to to learn how to stop the fire, and then you want to be astronaut because you want to travel. But yeah, it you change all the time. This makes you that it makes you become uh, you know you learn more and you become more focused. Yeah, this good. So well done, Raina. Thank you, Om Petit, for joining this podcast because like. I've never been in a podcast about nuclear technology <laughs> and having to do it um for the first time is just like amazing having to talk about something this complex about nuclear technology especially now that nuclear technology is more needed so I think that we should end the podcast right there and um we we, we can do a podcast again just like on Eric's podcast that I call a comeback podcast although it's not that of a really good name it's a podcast that that we do again and it's good to have a chat now and then about nuclear technology so bye-bye on petite thank you on petite thank you so much rena thank you so much for having me see you again bye Thank you.